Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMO Cast. I'm Chris here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. We are back with so much to come at you. Disney stuff is going crazy. We also have um, some other stuff outside of Disney um, with Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Um, and actually something that's not on there. There's a rumor going around. I'm going to talk about I'll bring it up before I give my um, initial review of uh, Hogwarts Legacy and the controversy behind it as well. Um, but we are going to um, start off with Disney has be, uh, begun considering selling films and TV shows to rival outlets. Now, for those of you who don't know, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, if you haven't heard us talk about it, um, one that everyone knows the show and actually did this is um, Modern Family. Modern Family was a Fox show and was on aired on ABC. Similarly, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was a NBC show, and they aired it on Fox. So this happens all the time. It's all about who does it. Basically, whoever creates the show, they decide. Um, I think this is a brilliant idea because people don't realize they have Touchstone Pictures. And if you've ever seen anything Touchstone, it's not PG-rated. They could be rated R. They could be whatever. But what they also have is... There's very few films now that are just one production company. Usually you'll have Touchstone and then you'll have someone else mixed in. That's why you see all the the beginning uh, animations before a film is because that's who the production's through. So I think, you know, this is one of those things where I think it's a great idea, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, it's not like, oh, my gosh, it's groundbreaking. This is the first time that they've done it or anybody has done it like you said it's been done before and you see stuff um <clears throat> i guess kind of similar aspect um of it it might be a far stretch like cobra kai um on that it started as a youtube short or on youtube and then it got picked up yeah. by netflix and taken on you know and it, and it took off on that so kind of you know, maybe not as similar as this, but something where it starts um, as one thing and then, you know, transforms into something else. As far as, you know, like you said, Modern Family and uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine being Fox and then going to um, or one network and going to another. To another, yeah. <clears throat> Which and is fine. Keep, it... keeps, them on, keeps them on the air. It keeps them going. Um, so... Why? Why not? I think the big thing for me is, is that if it gives us more content and great content, why does it matter? And exactly. I think exactly. I think the main reason why that Disney is doing this is because the fact, like for those that don't know, they own a majority of media outside the United States. So um, we're going to talk about the shareholders meeting later. But most of the pictures, when you saw the picture of Bob Iger at the shareholders meeting, um, uh information because they re they released stuff ahead of the actual meeting coming up as it says in april um they show him with his arms crossed and you see behind you it has the stars network which is not the stars network you're thinking of they have a stars it's like our version of direct tv that they used to have they have it actually in other countries and what they actually do is, is now you can get a disney plus bundle with stars outside the u.s and they have stuff like friends, like people don't realize how much money they're spending on on media outside. I think it's about time they start making money off of their own brand and things like they were going to do a Lizzie McGuire reboot. 
but they didn't want to make it as adult as Hillary Duff wanted it. So what happened was, is it just got the kibosh. They didn't try to put it on Hulu. They just said, never mind. And so I think this gives that opportunity where if someone pitches an idea and they're like, oh, hey, you know, this is a little bit too adult for what we need, then basically you could throw it to another network and go, look, we're really stoked about, you know, doing this. Let's let's see what we can do. Yep. No, exactly. Like you said, it's another outlet. Yeah, exactly. Um, Disney did announce their April date for the annual shareholders meeting, um, which basically we're going to see there's a couple of things below this, but they did urge voters not to port, uh, board outsider pelts. They're very big on everyone on the board being inside people, whether they used to work for the company or currently work for the company. Um, they're very big on it staying that way. Um, I understand it. Um, I do think that that's a little bit ignorant, but we, I don't know the guy's background, so I don't know the, you know, I don't know, you know, the reason why they don't want that person on there. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, I don't, you know, I don't know his background. He's it's an outsider. Maybe right now uh, might not be the best time for him to join. Maybe pre uh, pandemic would have been a good time for them to good time for him to join. Disney was in a, in a strong place uh, at that time. And if you get somebody, you know, an out outsider that maybe, you know, wants to quote unquote, shake it up. Um, yep. You know, it'd be fine at that time where right now with kind of all of the, you know, turmoil and whatnot that they just went through coming out of the pandemic and then obviously letting go of their um, CEO uh, might not be the best time. You know, maybe it's like, hey, let's get some some solid ground going, um, you know, get through these troubled waters, get stuff going and then. Uh, you know, might be a good time for him to come in because why would you want, especially if he's an outsider and wants to kind of shake things up or maybe has a different view um, than what the board has, why would you want that right now? Yeah. Um, wow, that was just breaking. Um, one of the things apparently just broke right now is that uh, Bob Iger has announced that an avatar experience is coming to Disneyland. So, um, yeah, and everyone took off with that and ran. Um, well, here's a problem, though. They also called the first thing they put at Disneyland a Star Wars experience, which literally was just a room walking around what the land was going to look like. That's all it was. It took they got rid of some of the Avengers stuff and made a room. And then eventually they yep. made a can a little cantina that makes Ogas look like a movie set compared because that one was just so I'm not going to say trash, but it was so basic. Um, but I mean, the the big thing that came out, I for personally feel, is um, basically Disney says they need to cut $10 billion from their budget, and they're going to shoot for $3 billion of that coming from content. Um, now, here's the thing. They're going to have to cancel shows. They've been canceling shows already, so I know they're going to do that. So that the the Benedict Society one that basically was like a ripoff of the Umbrella Academy, um, that one that's going to be this last season coming up. Um, what I think it's going to mean is that they're going to start uh, probably cut back on the shorts because every season we have like how many shorts they do, dude, like 
you know, Frozen with Olaf, he does so many shorts for so much, so many things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it can't be cheap for animation wise. So, um, there's a lot of stuff they're going to do content wise. I personally think they're going to get rid of the Disney channel off of cable. Um, especially because they've been experimenting with the idea of like the Mandalorian is going to air on ABC Freeform, and something else. Um, they're going to do like a one night event kind of thing. So I think they're pushing to having all their stuff on Disney plus, you know, there's a lot of networks that are doing that. Um, People that don't know, there's a rumor that there's a controversy going on with Kevin Costner and Yellowstone on how he doesn't want to work that much. And so what's happening is, is they're saying, oh, hey, um, what we're going to do now, then if you don't want to do that is we're basically going to end your show. We're going to reboot it with Matthew McConaughey in a similar role, and it's going to be strictly uh, Paramount+. Plus. And that's, I think that's the future of everything. There's going to be network, because actually kind of cool, my new LG TV that we had to get because our other TV went bad, bad, it automatically picks up the airwaves. So mm. randomly I was getting like a Fresno State basketball game or something. Right, it, yeah. It picks it up. <coughs> but I mean, they're going to have to make cuts. And as we note next, Disney Plus subscriber count dropped for the first time since 2020 launch. So, and for I me, mean, well, here's it, the thing: what does it coincide with? What does the drop coincide with? What do you mean the drop? Oh, the, the drop, drop it, the drop of subscribers. What does that coincide with? Um, I don't know. Didn't they just launch the ad-free one or the nope. ad-based one? Nope. It it, it coincides because this is their quarterly numbers. They're doing their quarterly numbers coincides with the founders program being done so everyone had a resubscribe oh, in november that's right yeah and if you did people a lot of people don't know so when i when you did it when you became a subscriber to the founders program you didn't do it through the disney plus app mm-hmm. you had to do it through a website so there was no credit card information on the account you had to go in there and it actually sent me an email. I actually went on there because we had talked about it on the podcast. I went in there and actually um, changed it. But they sent me an email saying making sure your stuff is correct because you're you're not going to, you know, it's going to cancel it. So. Yeah, no, exactly. I didn't even think of, think about that. And especially if there's something that people don't want or hey this isn't going to get released until a year or when the show is going to get another season i'll yep. just wait until that time and then yeah this other stuff that comes on yeah <laughs> you know yeah it'd be cool if i if i had it and i'd watch if i was still subscribed right and uh i'd watch it but if not i could just binge it i mean the big thing for me is Mandalorian was what brought a lot of people in. Um, but there's not much coming out after Mandalorian. Everything is towards the end of the year. So you got to think, if, if everyone didn't didn't come out until February, Mandalorian doesn't come out to the end of this month, that means mm-hmm. November, December, January, February. That's four months. So basically, fe- February is the start of a new quarter for them. If they're releasing stuff in April. So basically... What's going to end up happening is people are going to resubscribe 
probably right before the Mandalorian comes out. And then they're going to get through the rest of the season with all the different things. Um, And I believe they're actually on Disney plus. They're going to have that Jeremy Renner, like home renovation show he's doing and stuff. So there's a lot of content coming after the Mandalorian. So, you know, it makes sense. I wasn't as shocked. I think it was 2.8 million. It said it lost Um, something like that. 2.8 million, I think. Um. Oh, as far as how many subscribers, I, I didn't. I didn't see. I th- want to say it was, um, something like that. Two point four. Two point four million. So, um, yeah, it, it it was expected for me personally. I was it wasn't a shock. So, um, on a positive note, they have added Rosario Dawson. Ming Na Wen, a bunch of Return of the Jedi actors, and more guests have been announced for Star Wars Celebration Europe 2023. I can almost guarantee you're probably going to see Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor and probably Wedge Antilles. Um, I can't remember his name, but that is actually Ewan McGregor's uncle. So that is kind of cool that, you know, it runs in the family. Um, right. But... I'm looking forward to watching that because they usually do very good um, productions of of it online. Like you can see basically everything. It's pretty awesome. So if you want to watch it, make sure you do. Um, the Walt Disney Company made $23.51 billion in first quarter of 2023. Um, now, if you look before, uh, the next one I'll say is Disney Parks earns $8.7 billion revenue up 21%. That's the key thing right there. So it's up 21%. But here's what they're not telling us. People are panicking or the, people think this is great. I go, how do we know they didn't tell investors they were going to make 25 billion? How do you know they didn't tell people that they'd be up 25% in quarter 1 on Disney parks? So we don't know what the expectations were. They after the annual shareholder meeting in April, we'll know what the loss was for quarter 1. They will say if it was a positive or a negative. Um, I have a feeling we won't see Bob Iger's real effect until quarter two, because, um, as I did go to the Disney parks, there were a lot of things returning, a lot of outside shows were returning, a lot of things that brought people in for the experience were returning. So I feel like that's actually going to boost the numbers a little bit. Um, even though, you know, some of the stuff he said, haven't been the greatest towards, you know, that, um, mm-hmm. Uh, next thing we have is Owl Post Stand installed in Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal's Islands of Adventure. This is very cool because the Owl Post is where you send your owls out. So I'm assuming they're probably going to try and copy Disney and have a way you can send letters through there. And they'll make it like it's almost like an owl thingy. Um, my buddy that went with me to Disney, it was funny. He goes, why are there mailboxes in Disney? I'm like, oh, they stamp it with a Disney thing on it. Like it's the custom postage. And yeah. I go, it's like a, it's a real post office. And he goes, really? I go, yeah. I go, I know people who have come here with their wedding invitations and put them in. So um, the thing that's really crazy is, is there is a rumor out there that Disney may attempt to gain the rights to Harry Potter from WB because they are off selling a lot of stuff. I don't know how this is going to affect the Universal Parks because... Universal is who made the films 
but they basically leased the rights to them from there. The rumor is, is this is going to be a power play for them to get the rights of Marvel back in Florida because they're kind of hindered a little bit. You know, they can do some other park stuff, but they really want Marvel in Florida. So we're going to see what happens with that. Um, I also wanted to mention that um, the 3DS, not 3DS, the Nintendo Switch is now the third best-selling console of all time surpassing PlayStation 4 and Game Boy. My only problem with this is the, there is three iterations of the Switch still currently available. So if they're counting the Switch Lite, I don't think that's fair. Because the Switch Lite is a full almost $100 cheaper than the the OLED one. So... Well, it'd just be like, I mean, the same thing with the, with the Xbox. They have, what, two or three of those ones as well? Right, but what I'm saying is, is PlayStation, they would make one, and then they would discontinue the other one and go to a different oh, model. They'd stop one and then go to they the wouldn't next, concurrently, next round like, of they it. Would over, they would overlap a little bit. But Yeah. So, But I, I do have a Switch. I love it. It's fun for gaming. Um, obviously, I have the Steam Deck, which is a lot more fun, but um, the Switch, I feel safer taking with me when I go places that aren't, you know, as great. Um, but yes, congratulations to them. Um, and the Mandalorian, the one we talked about, is going to be on ABC Freeform and X, uh, FX February 24th, but it will be Chapter 1. So it will be the very first episode from the first season is what they're going to be yeah. playing on there. Um, I heard that ESPN alert. I'll expect something soon, Tim. Um one other thing that was on, I want to talk about too is, um, so Netflix did release new details on its password sharing update. So the original update that they put out there where everyone was freaking out was basically, you're going to have to log in with a certain IP address every so often. And basically it's going to confirm that's your IP so that basically you can keep logging in. Um, it doesn't change the price or anything like that, but what it did do was, is in my situation where, you know, if I go out of town and my mother-in-law watches my son and I, or I go over there and watch Netflix with them, you can't do that anymore. So um, they did immediately, it was very quick. They removed yeah. the, um, the info, like how quick was that? Like, it was like, I think like 16 hours later it was gone. Right. Well, they, you know, everyone dug up that old tweet to them from 2017 and saying, hey, so what's going on here? It's like, ooh, and it was from Netflix account. One thing I will say is the thing that they were doing was it makes sense. So other countries have different regulations when it comes to stuff like this. So other countries will have to do what they initially said. They will have to log in to verify an IP address. The problem in the U.S. was you know how many hotels I go to for work that they have the thing where you can log into the Netflix and your TV? They you don't work half. They don't work half the half the time, but it's there. Right. So basically, they developed. I guess there is a way to tell when it's something like that. So basically, they're saying you will be able to still do that. They're not going to stop that part of everything. But it was a little confusing because they're like, "Well, you're now you're backtracking a little bit, but not really." And so they released a whole set of rules. Um, I think they're panicking a little bit because they lost a million subscribers in a week. And not good. No, and a lot of people have said, if I have to keep doing this, they're like, I've watched, you know, Netflix like periodically. Like I haven't turned my Netflix on 
in about a month. But there yeah. was a two week period there. That's all I was watching. I was just watching when uh, actually less than a month because I watched that '90s show, the first episode. But mm. like I was watching all these cooking shows and you know, is it cake? A lot of shows like that, and they're fun and cool. But the problem was, is I was like, you know, now I'm gonna have to log in once a month, or I'm gonna do all this stuff, whatever. But make sure you go on there and check everything out because it is a little bit different. Um, we also have uh, Bob Iger did say there is going to be a Toy Story, a Frozen, and a Zootopia sequel. They're all going to be in the works at the same time. Um, me personally, I'm like, um, but Toy Story had an amazing ending. Like, what are they going to do? So I can only assume they're going to go to another like format. Maybe I don't know. Um, Who knows? Yeah, I don't know, but you know, we'll see. Um, and before we go into my review, I did want to say that Nosberry Farm has sadly said on February 3rd, um, their Saturday night chaperone policy will no longer be enforced. So we're going to see what happens. I know it got crazy because it was during the holidays. And a lot of kids were off and they were kind of doing their own thing. But we'll see how people react. Um, I wanted to talk about, so I am, I just started playing Hogwarts Legacy. Now, um, a lot of people are being told if you play Hogwarts Legacy, you're transphobic because of the statements that uh, J.K. Rowling has made against uh, trans people, specifically trans women. Um, but I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Um, and so everyone is streaming right now. They're doing a big thing. Me and I was talking to Tim beforehand that they're they're doing um, a giveaway on Twitch right now for a bunch of stuff. And I actually got some stuff on accident. was kind of cool. Um, but um, I have started playing it. And for those that don't know, the way basically the game works is um, for those that know the actual show or the movie, um, Harry goes in at 10 years old as a first year. Um, in this game, you're going in for the very beginning as a fifth year. So they make you older. I think it's kind of aimed at basically making the more mature content that it has. Like, it's not crazy mature, but you're probably falling in love. I haven't gotten far. I didn't. I wanted to focus on it and just start the beginning of it. Um, what was really cool is you actually can link your Wizarding World uh, account so it'll automatically sort you into your house. And actually, when they bring out your wand, it is the wand that you have in the Wizarding World as well. But you can change the both of them if you don't want to be in a certain house. Um, I have seen things that say, no matter how much you want to be Slytherin. Um, so I retook my Harry Potter quiz, and it has me as um, a Gryffindor. But... Um, Gryffindor has the most side quests to do. Slytherin has the least amount of gameplay because they have less side quests. And then um, I believe it, the ranking that I've seen was um, Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, and then Slytherin on based on how much side quests and things that you have to do. Um, what I do like about it is you can modify most stuff in the game. Um, you can... Um, you, there's all these different spells that you use and basically different areas require to use different spells. Um, and what's really cool is, is um, 
when you learn them, you actually have to do the wand work to learn them, which is kind of cool because you have to use your joystick to maneuver and make it move. But um, the graphics are fairly decent. Um, it is open world. Um, basically, right now, the, you, they have you kind of limited when you first start until they let the training wheels off. Um, but one thing I did think was cool was is there's just so much um, stuff on there that I'm just really excited to you know get my hands on and play with and um i did pre-order it so i can get it early um and it's just it's really it's really the gameplay is pretty phenomenal and like i told tim before we started you do not need to be a harry potter fan to um <coughs> follow it um um because they just basically tell you so it's basic like to repair broken things it's reparo um, Loomis is to light things like to light up your room, light, light up someone with your wand. Um, um, the bad one is the Avada Kedavra, Kedavra, Kedavra. I can't remember how you said it, but that one um, is the killing curse. And basically, um, in the game, I believe you can't learn it until after you've completed the mission, like you've the story. But if you do, like, it's you're able to actually like you can be mean to people, you can be sarcastic, you can be kind, and that'll affect your relationship with people in the game. Um, so there's a lot of interactive things that you can do to to change certain things. It's it's been a lot of fun so far. That's cool. I mean, it's and and like we were talking with before, you don't have to know the Harry Potter realm or anything like that to play the game. And I was asking him like, what is it like? Is it like a you know, Red Dead and Redemption type deal, Grand Theft Auto, and you're like, yeah, no, it's pretty much exactly <clears throat> um, what it is as far as story play and whatnot, um, uh, <clears throat> and whatnot. So it's like, but it's just based on Harry Potter. So it's like Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption instead of being Western, it's Harry Potter. Right. So, uh, and and what's cool really, with, it's it's really cool actually because it's set before. Um, I think it's before cars because you go there on a carriage. I haven't seen a car yet, and you're wearing like 1800s esque garb. So your boots, oh, your cool. shoes, and your pants. And what I do like about that is, is the Fantastic Beast series takes place, I believe, in the 1930s ish. Um, so I believe like that does make a difference to me because. And we're not getting rehashed stuff from another movie. This is legitimately, it has folklore from the series of both sets of movies, but this one itself is like its own thing. So you know the certain curses, you know, they sound familiar if you know it, but you're kind of just, you know, you don't need to know anything really. Right. No, that's awesome. And, and like I said, it's it's nice to know that where you don't need to know, um, you know, really harry potter i mean obviously it helps out but as far as um gameplay and whatnot it's like oh, i don't know how like i can't get past this one quest oh well you got to do this this and this like oh okay well how do you know that oh, it's in the movie it's like well you know kind of wtf type deal so it's it's and i'm sure you know a lot of the side quests you could get deeper into it um and knowing it but it's cool that it's really interactive and like we were talking before like once you get the broom or whatnot you can fly anywhere yep um you could swim on any of the water you can't dive under the water um and there was like so one other thing where people were like well 
can you what can you do oh the other one is is on the quidditch you can't play quidditch but you could fly around they have the quidditch field there that's what yes, it was and mm. what's really cool um and this doesn't spoil anything they explain like very early on in the game that um it's like one of the first couple of scenes that there was an accident someone got hurt the previous year so quidditch that season is called off and i guarantee the reason why they did that is that'd be a whole another set of stuff for the game so it just it probably wasn't worth it for them to yeah to try and, or, and integrate it you know yeah or they're figuring out what to do and how to incorporate it in there maybe some dlc it, maybe some dlc yeah yeah and bring it back um i will say i will say that um that if you don't know harry potter there's some names in here that you'll hear that will change so like if i'm not gonna say but there's certain people who have certain last names that if you knew a last name you'd be like i don't trust that person i trust that person i haven't gotten any far enough for anyone to betray me or do anything crazy that's not expected like they one person uh, professor says watch out for this guy in hogsmeade so you know and what's crazy is this was really cool so i know what hogsmeade is tim doesn't but since you're a first year they explain to you what hogsmeade is what butterbeer is where to get the butterbeer all that kind of like they talk to you like you're watching the very first harry potter to basically say this is what you need to go see so um, but like I said, there are certain names that you don't hear that since you don't know them, it's not going to make sense. So it won't, or it doesn't affect the experience, but it is kind of cool. Like Ollivander is who makes the wands in Harry Potter. And then you see that basically the Ollivander family, that's all they've done over the course of time is I'm make here, wands. Yeah. So you see what are the ancestors. It's really cool. No, that's cool. And like you said, you know, the explaining of it too, where, you know, they're thinking that you are in it. That's how you get more people to play. It's not like, oh, I don't want to play Harry Potter because I don't know it. Um, or, you know, I'm going to be behind or it's going to take me a long time. It's like, no, they lay it out for you um, on it. So you don't really need to know it. But you'll, like you said, know what Hogsmeade is, Ollivanders, uh, all of that uh, as well. So, you know, whether you're a, a, a noob to it or somebody that's read the books and watched all the movies, you'll you'll uh, you'll know what's going on exactly so make sure you guys go look at it and take a look at it um now now one last quick question on that is it a um online like you run into other players no like if me and you play like kind of grand theft auto no it's just okay (laughs) Nope. okay i didn't know if it was so basically you could play it on your steam deck without an internet connection if i had the epic game store on there yes yeah yes I nice could. well there you go and it hard. is really it is really good too um what i do like about it as a gameplay in general um they do because people don't rem- like a lot of people if you haven't played games before games crash from time to time especially these new games that have bugs that need to get fixed and what they do is they have scenarios that basically have been created to save periodically on their own for the most part so mm-hmm. basically you have an interaction with the person it saves it so like my game crashed after i was sorted by the sorting hat but it had gone into the speech <laughs> i was like oh no because i had gone through a bunch of stuff i go did it save because there's right. an option for you to save manually 
Well, yeah, manual. I went back. I went back, and it actually started me back just at where the the sorting hat spot was. So it was perfect. So it's it's really cool about that. Yeah, yeah. If it crashes, you're not losing. You're going back to square square one. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. But make sure you go out there and play. It's a fun game. Um, Now we're gonna hop into the Disney Parks pile and the general pile. The first one that's big. Josh tomorrow has been appointed to the Make a Wish America Board of Directors. That is huge to me personally because that means you know he's already been involved with Disney Parks, probably granting wishes. Oh yeah. So I mean that just means he's going to have more involvement. Yeah, the other one was uh, that got appointed at the same time was uh, Scooter Braun. Really? Yeah, Scooter what? Braun and Josh tomorrow. Scooter Braun? No. Yeah. How? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Wow. Scooter Braun. Yeah, no, yes, he is he not liked. Of he is not liked. He's the one that, he's the reason why Taylor Swift had to redo all of her songs. Because he wouldn't give her the rights to them. Yeah. Well, he's given rights to wishes. Yeah. But I wonder... Um, so it currently has 24 board members that make a wish. I want to know if anybody else from Disney Company has been on their... Oh, oh I'm sure they right have there. been. Uh, ousted CEO Bob Chappick also served on it. Um, it appears he renounced his position when he was forced out of the Walt Disney Company. So there you go. So he must have took over for uh, Chappick's position, which is good. And, yeah. Um, I also just saw that uh, um, Bob Iger announced 7,000 layoffs from the company. Um, oh, super. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, everyone's laying, getting laid off right now. I mean, it it stinks. Um, I mean, here's but, the thing. I mean, I think the, it was eleven thousand at Amazon, so it could be that. Right, exactly. And I know Zoom right now too is laying off, um, like a lot too, and most of them are, um, or what they say is upper management positions. So yes, I yes. mean, with whatever that means but i mean it stinks times are tough you know times are tough i mean i can see the amazon one which i think we've spoke with before where everyone was couldn't go out so they had to order stuff so what do you do you go to amazon go to uber eats you go to doordash all of that so they needed more people to get supply and demand well now people are going back out not ordering as much you could go to um uh, the stores whatnot so well, the big thing for me is like when I did the uh, lightsaber, it was not very, it was only four of us in there doing it. And it used right. to be impossible to get a time to do it. And before us, there was probably, um, I don't know, uh, probably seven. And then after us, it was like two people. So, um, right, exactly. And I wonder how many times like they've only had like one person in there or no people at, you know, at a certain time slot and like you said before you had to get on that right when they opened up same thing with getting into like ogas as soon as that reservoir reservation became available boom <laughs> you had to be on top of it yeah i now, will say that the dining the, the 
the dining was actually pretty busy. We got lucky with the Cardation Cafe reservation randomly. Like I had been looking for three weeks. I couldn't get anything, and we got one that night of because someone canceled. But right, and I mean, and you can get the cancellations ones, but I mean, like you said, three week three weeks before, um, and normally it's you know no problem, um, and it's not like you know Disney World where there's a, you know a handful of restaurants where you got to be on. Can't remember what if it's a hundred and twenty or ninety day window when it opens up, you got to get it because and and get it quick because if not by the end of the day it's basically all the good times are going to be filled up where you're going to have lunch like at four o'clock yeah exactly or i'm sorry yeah either lunch at four o'clock or dinner at four o'clock yeah so so um next thing we have on here is uh tony baxter to headline give kids the world panel on big thunder mountain and epcot in april yeah, I know it's cool, and you know, uh, you know what Give Kids the World is, correct? No, I don't. Okay, so it is. Um, let's see if I could remember it. So it is a, I believe it's, um, yep, nonprofit resort in Kissimmee, Florida. Obviously, Give Kids the World, so it's kind of like Make a Wish, um, but specifically, I, I believe it's. Oh, wait, let me, before I really screwed this up, let me uh, get it. Um, it's an 89-acre nonprofit resort in Kissimmee, Florida, that provides critically ill children and their families a week-long wish vacations at no cost. So it pretty much is, um, uh, like, make a wish, but basically down in, um, down in Florida, and most of them go to disney world because it's it's right there so Mm -hmm. um yeah no it's it's cool i know a lot of um um what what do i want to say a lot of podcasts and um have raised money for this or do events to raise money for it uh, or put on big events and a lot you know they get donations and then everything the money that they raise all goes um to this so it says the wish program is children between ages of 3 and 18 who have been diagnosed with a critical illness by a licensed doctor eligible for give the kids world wish more than 250 wish granting organizations around the world determine the eligibility of each kid and work with give kids the world to arrange um each wish so let me ask you, I think my friend, actually, her twins, um, they actually both had a rare form of cancer. Um, he made a wish. Was it make? Oh, it was make a wish. His was make a wish. Okay. Never yeah. mind. So it's kind of, you know, it's, it's I mean, basically the same kind of thing. But <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I think make a wish is a little bit more. Brian, there's. I'm sure there's even more of these, but these are the two ones that um, will make a wish. And and they're also usually associated with the parks and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, it's called Give Kids the World. Disney World is right there in there and kiss me right next door. So, um, but yeah, and the nice thing with that, since they work closely with the parks, they get um, a uh, 
pull from Disney and a lot, you know, Imagineers, um, actors, actresses come over and donate their time to, you know, do these events, these panels, which, you know, you know, a little bit of time out of their day, they're doing it for a good cause. And, but the nice thing about it is, is you'll get people that'll come spend money uh, to see them, obviously it being, you know, donation, they'll get more people coming in because they'll want to see these bigger name people talk. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Um, and the Disneyland Resort Abroad, we got a sneak peek of the Disneyland Hotel Royal Transformation at Disneyland Paris. Um, uh, One thing, uh, there is a lot of hotels yes, currently right now being, not necessarily being built, either remodeled, expanded on, yeah, or remod, yeah, or, you know, being remodeled rethemed because well, about, i mean there's no it's not like oh hey this resort right here or uh, this hotel is being built from the ground up it's nope here's a tower over here that's being built oh we're remodeling this tower we're retheming this whole hotel i think the, the big problem being... the, the big problem is is so disneyland hotel was remodeled 2017 i think 2018 they finished i think yeah and but then, i mean that was like kind of like more of a they updated it right but what i'm saying is is a lot of these places were probably supposed to have happened but covid happened so they're oh, basically yeah, doing yeah. them all at once because they didn't want to waste the money they didn't want to do a lot of different things so i think yeah. they're just kind of now coming got, to fruition now yeah yeah now they got cash flow coming in exactly um this one was amazing i loved this the zootopia land skyline rises Perhaps preview for Disney World future. This was as Shanghai Disney, correct? Yes. And did yeah. you did you see the pictures of it? Yeah, it looks amazing. It, it looks, looks, it, looks it, it looks it looks insane. Like looks just like it. It looks exactly like the movie. Yeah. Yes, and it's at a uh, Shanghai. Do you know what I'm it you? Shanghai's getting up. They've have gotten a lot of stuff. They got the Pirates of the Caribbean ride that opened up not that long that, ago. That that Pirates of the Caribbean one though, that one it looks cool, but you don't really move on it. You don't flow through. It's literally like you sit there, basically. Well, I mean, it's it's a right, and because the boats uh, uh, directs you left and right too, where you're not just stationary, like going right. through right. Uh, um, a flume. I mean, it's not like uh, I mean, <clears throat> you're more so on a track, so I probably yes. doesn't feel. I mean, um. At Disneyland and all the other Disney parks, you're not necessarily on a track. You're more so in a flume. Yep. Um, where this one, you're on a track, and that's how they could like direct you, you know, to look to the left and and to the and they, right. And they use a lot more computer animation to, um, like, yeah. computer generated stuff to do that. So yeah, yeah it's, it's it's pretty yeah. awesome. Exactly. Um, next, we're going to Walt Disney World pile and. Uh, cast members, this is kind of crazy. Um, so, uh, basically, they're reporting issues with fitting in Tron's light cycle run vehicles. Um, they do have one on the outside to mm-hmm. show you, to test you. So, it shouldn't be that big of a problem, but it is because people that are larger, like myself, are not uh, fitting 
correctly. Yeah, well, it's not necessarily large as in um, like you can't fit in it because say your stomach gets in the way right or you have wide hips and can't fit into the seat it's more so the issue is is because it's the tron light cycle so it's not your it's not an over-the-shoulder harness um, or restraint system no like um the incredicoaster or expedition everest and it's not a lap bar like uh, space mountain or um big thunder mountain uh, or yeah or, or any of those you know but your you would roller coaster. I, think, yeah. I think the big problem is is that so did you see what they have for the testing for the mario kart ride how that they the, if you see what it looks like so it's uh, an actual it's an actual one of the carts and what's yeah. cool is when you pull the bar down it turns green when it tells you that's where it's gonna lock oh so yes no yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't fit. lock <laughs> right so it turns green and i'm like that's the problem with this is you think you're going to fit because you don't probably don't know how exactly how tight it has to be or how compact it is. Compa- you know what I mean? You may well, sit I, on I, it and say, oh, look, I, I fit. It's fine. Yeah, I think if I remember right, it does. It's lighted up and it turns a color when oh, it, it does. I think I could be wrong. Okay. Um, Don't quote me on it. Um, But so there was a guy, bigger guy um, on it. And he was asking the cast member, hey, I've heard problems fitting in, uh, you know, people fitting in this. And so he was at the one out in front. They're like, yeah, this is kind of like it's not the exact one that's in there. It's kind of like a prototype one. It's like, okay, well, how come you don't have the exact same one? You know, anyways, I mean, it looks exactly the same. I don't know why she even said that. Um, But what people are having problems with, because you sit on it, it's a it's a motorcycle obviously so you're sitting on it not like a harley kind of like a uh uh um uh, a sports bike type yep. deal um so you're kind of lean forward uh, but you pull the handlebars down towards you and there's this back plate that comes up against your back and that's how it keeps you into the seat well yes. when you pull down on the handlebars the back plate comes down there's these two rods that come out where your feet are at um, and be, and it's kind of behind on where your calves are at. And so those um, two rods, that's kind of what keeps your feet in there. It doesn't go upside down or anything. It's just, you know, no, it's, it's very fast, a new, new system on it. Um, but what they're having problems with is people with bigger calves, which normally are associated with bigger people just because they're, you know, big, uh, big bodied, um, big boned, uh, you know, however you want to say it or muscular that, they're having problems with it clicking in because of their calves, kind of like um, on Flight of Passage, where there's a restraint system that goes around your calves. And a buddy of mine, one locked in, but the other one didn't, so couldn't be able to ride it. <laughs> but with it, there's a way that you could um, position yourself where that bar, instead of coming up on like hitting your calves, it kind of comes up on the crease back of your knee so it kind of goes over the top of the calves it's and it actually um you know goes in farther and locks in because one guy went on and he's like i i don't fit and uh so but the nice thing about this one is is on two of the trains that they have there the very back of it has a it's not a a, uh, 
uh, a vehicle where you sit down into it, it's like a uh, like a normal roller coaster vehicle that has the lap uh, restraint that comes down like Space Mountain. And there is a lot of room in that. The guy said um, that he sat into the video. I was like, dude, this is comfortable. It's roomy. Oh, my gosh. He's like, this is awesome. He's like, but you don't get, you know, the experience of being on the cycle and there's oh. only two trains that have it. So you're going to be <clears throat> waiting for um, a, while. a while, especially if there's bigger people, but there's, it's two seats in the back uh, of those trains. So he went on that and then he's like, hold on, wait, if I kind of maneuver myself, like put my feet kind of farther back and that rod goes you know, on the crease, he had it fit down and he's like, oh, wait, I think I got it. I think I fixed it. Went back in line had it fit locked in no problem rode it on the cycle so um i know uh the other one that i saw was um a popular youtuber um paging mr morrow i think is his name and he's a, a bigger guy yes and, he's a big roosevelt guy he's a roosevelt spokesperson yep, yep exactly so he had a problem um on it as well but and on his video you could see it and he adjusted his leg and it's not like you're adjusting it like oh my gosh you know your legs in a fly nothing like that um and he he fit in it so the only thing with his is is with his calves they kind of come up a little bit higher well they're more muscular like higher up um uh-huh. on it or some of them you know it they're just it's just how the shape of the calf is um, but on his, he got it to go in and got it to lock. Everything was good. But when he was done, he had a little bit of bruising, um, on it, but it's not like, oh my gosh, you know, it cut off circulation. It was just right. cause you're getting jerked around and everything as well. Um, yeah. and it wasn't like, he's like, it didn't cause me discomfort or anything like that. He's like, I didn't even notice it until like I got home and was like, oh man, there's a couple of bruises on here. So um, if you don't know who he is, I mean, Google it, look at him, he fit on it. Um, and I mean, he's, you know, bigger than bigger dude me and you and yeah. whatnot. So, yeah. <clears throat> and like I said, even if you do have problems, you wait for the train that's got the back seat on it and you could still ride it. Um, which that's kind it. of, that's kind of awesome that they even were considerate enough to do that. Cause they didn't have to do that. That's not something they have to yep. do. So them doing that's very considerate. Right, exactly. And hopefully it's something that they do more so on these rides, on these attractions where, hey, this is an awesome ride, great ride. Oh, I can't ride it because I'm a I'm a bigger person, you know, um, or at least, hey, yeah, you can still ride it. But you won't be like as immersed because you're not like riding the cycle or whatever the vehicle may be. Right. But you could still get on the vehicle and enjoy the ride and not oh well too bad so sad yeah um next i think this actually has changed since we you shared it um the walt disney world um the guests are forced to walk through construction site to reach boat launch at disney's camp grand flirt in i believe they closed that walkway yeah it could have been i mean this is um <laughs> uh probably I mean, if it was from the last time we recorded to, to now, they they probably could have, and it may have been just for one or two days, and then now it's closed. But, I mean, it really is surprising that um, they would have to walk through any type of construction 
Yeah, it's gonna they're gonna be closed be closed um, starting uh, February thirteenth. Okay, so next week. Yep. So they're basically no longer going to allow people to use that. So uh, I don't know how why people are gonna stay there because it doesn't sound like it'd be fun. Right. Yeah. Or it's or it's gonna you have to take a long walk around. Yeah, maybe it'd be a long walk, but yeah, I guess that you know could be. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Walt Disney World has filed a motion to dismiss annual passholder lawsuit over park passes. This is not going to work well because the Disneyland one was already told it could go through. So I have a feeling this one's going to go through as well. So nothing really new there. Um, lanterns have been added to Tiano's Bayou Adventure construction walls. Birdhouse is removed from former Splash Mountain queue, as well as all the Briar Rabbit signs, everything you can tie back to the old stuff. Um, there is um, scaffolding going up in the flumes, and they're starting to deconstruct the mountain. Huh. Yep. And did you did you know? Did you see the picture of the um, the tree at the top? Is in it's Briar Rabbit's uh, head side profile. Yep. That's crazy. I did not know that until they pointed it out. I'm like, huh? Well, yeah, that I, have it is. A, I have a feeling they're going to get rid of that. Oh, no, it is. It's already said because remember before in the first um, drawings that we saw, it was going to be the tree with Mama Odie's boat in it. And oh, then yeah. once they uh, then at D23, when they did everything, there was no tree with no boat. So everyone was um, kind of disappointed in it. I mean, it's still even with that. Um, not there it was still awesome and then at night it's going to light up and be even better but like at splash mountain i mean that was the iconic you know top of the mountain right there where if they had that tree with a boat in it that would be you know just as just as iconic yeah just as iconic yeah so we'll see how they end up dealing with that um full housekeeping is returning to all walt disney world resort hotels this month um most hotels still actually do um, like every other day if you have a long stay or upon request. So this is a big thing. Right. Or what they'll do, they'll if you don't want housekeeping at all, they'll offer you a uh, a gift discount. Card. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either yeah. a discount or a gift card to um, like something at their hotel or, or whatnot. That's, that's pretty smart. Um, unionized Walt Disney World cabinets overwhelmingly reject Disney's gra- gradual one dollar pay raise offer um they have their number they want they're not going to accept anything less so um, yeah and i I, yeah i saw an article after that that they're i mean they reject this one and they're still in um you know still in talks it's not like oh nope we're done not going to talk anymore so they're still they're they're working on it yeah um reedy creek improvement district will not be dissolved on june 1st and this is big. So we talked about it before. They're, they have a contract with the city of, of, of uh, Orlando and the state of Florida. So they can't just close it. There's a lot of stuff they haven't mentioned. Um, Connor from ConCon's Cantina, who actually does live there, uh, mentioned that there's like this big thing about debt. So they, they can't if, – if, if Reedy Creek um, – basically has any outstanding loans the city and the state can't close in on them they can't dissolve it all balances have to be zero so um that's currently what's going on with them but we'll see what ends up happening afterwards 
Um, workers have been spotted ascending Space Mountain as exterior refurbishment continues at Magic Kingdom. Um, they did have the problem with the mold and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's, you know, they're, they're, they're taking care of it better now, hopefully. So, right. Exactly. I mean, it was just like, uh, with the uh, Tron light cycle canopies, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, it's already dirty before it was there. It's like, well, yeah, it's been up for a couple of years and then they went back once everything was good to go and they cleaned them all before it, uh, they started doing previews. Exactly. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind Virtual Queue remains open into evening at Epcot. Now, here's the, the reason why I think this is happening here. Um, so I feel like all these social media people and fancy people, they legitimately are like, we have to be the first two days of a ride or nothing at all. Disneyland was dead the day after I went there because it was the second day of the ride being open and people were still getting in like decent times whereas this one i feel like by when i saw the people that were going for the cast member preview and then the annual pass holder preview it was insane it was so many people and i'm like well if everyone's already seeing it, i don't know how crazy it's gonna be and i know people who've gone on it three or four times in a day so it's not you know it's not that crazy but you know, hopefully it picks up a little bit because we need them to make that money because then they make money and everyone's happy. Right. Um, this is crazy. There's a $20,000 Main Street electrical parade drum table where you can bring the magic home from Walt Disney World. That's insane. Well, I mean, it's no no better than I think uh, when uh, Batu opened Star Wars, what, there was a $25,000 uh, R2-D2 or something like that. It's still like there. That. You, still, you um, can still buy it. Yeah, $25,000, and it's just a statue. And um, I mean, it's life-size. It's the size it's, of it's it. Li- it's life-size. I believe it does light up, and you cannot take it with you. You have to have it shipped to your home. That's the one thing yeah. I found out. So I saw someone go there, and they were like, this is going to be so awesome. I'm going to be having this walking around. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. We ship it to your house. And they're well, like. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You're not, you're not walking around disneyland with that so now here's my thing to that. that's like i'm paying 25 grand that 25 grand includes shipping i'm not paying anything more than that no <laughs> it better I be good you. shipping too it better be good shipping. yeah it better come in like yeah, it ain't uh, coming with that com- lost art type deal exactly it's gonna be fr- <clears throat> fragile on the outside <clears throat> like in a christmas story right exactly and the, <laughs> the funny thing about that is is <laughs> well would my brother won uh, the World Series and got most outstanding player of it for in college for baseball. He got a trophy. <laughs> and so when they shipped the trophy to him, all of a sudden this wooden box shows up on my parents' front doorstep. What in the heck is And this is months later. What in the heck is this thing? What is it? You know, we got a freaking coven of the last arc over here. Well, it was his trophy and like you said it was just like a christmas store i mean it was in a box it had like you know the straw and everything around i mean it was packed really good that's pretty Uh, awesome but like you said i could see the same thing like this and opening it up and boom there you go that's pretty cool um and lastly in the disney world pile there's a new tinkerbell light up lounge fly backpack at walt disney world for 98 dollars. now here's the thing if you're in Disneyland and you want this backpack and you can't get someone to get it for you, I've found that 
randomly backpacks show up in Disneyland. So when I was at the parks, they had two backpacks. I saw that I knew my wife would like. And so I saw the first one and I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. And it was the 100th anniversary backpack. It's all silver, but it has the melting platinum on the ears. It looks Mm -hmm. weird. It doesn't it looks it doesn't look right. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one. They were getting a lot of backlash on that on the back on the lounge fly. Yeah, no, on the ear on the ear one. Yeah. Well, what it looks like. But I will say the the full Mickey ears, the one that has the round, that one looks yes. awesome because it literally coats the whole thing. It looks like paste. Yes, yes. These were just the headband ones yes. that did not they they, they look bad. bad. So yes. the ears look the same way on the backpack. So I walk up to to buy that one and I'm like, you know what? It looks cute still. And then I look and I'm like, that one's beautiful. I go, Can I get that one? And she's like, This is the 50th anniversary one from Disney World. I'm like, I don't think my wife don't care. It's still a lounge fly backpack that's cute. And so I got that one. So you should be able to get this one soon enough. If you guys don't know, you can actually go. There's a Facebook group that I'm a part of called Crazy for Disney. They And they're based mostly out of Florida. They do have a personal shopper that, like, for a fee, they'll buy um, stuff for you and things like that. And and it's not like they're buying, like, like. 20 of them and selling them it's they buy them specifically for, for you the person. type deal yep. so it's not like well what the heck these guys are just making money off it. it's like no it's actually you know they're buying it for a person and not buying it for an astronaut to sell it straight on ebay and yeah, yeah i'm sure they'll take a you know a little profit like i'll you know tip them five bucks or whatever it is they're not looking yep. to sell it for um, you know, a hundred percent markup type deal no. Um, no. on it. And the cool thing is this, I'm reading the article, the bag also glows in the dark yeah. and under UV light. Yep. So. What's really, what, what's really cool to me is, um, you can do, um, well, like, so if, if you want to do this, you live by these places. The coolest one I saw was like the lightsabers, you can go to the kiosk and have it sent home. Like they'll package it and send it to your house. If you're flying home mm-hmm. and don't want to take it on a plane. Yep. Well, basically, uh, Connor was doing that in Florida. Like he'd buy, you know, four or five for people and then he'd ship them and everything's right there in the park. You're not even having mm-hmm. to take it home with you. Oh, he'd ship it you to know? them from the park. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Yeah. It's all insured too. So, you know, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, wait. So before you move on, so you said you bought a 50th anniversary backpack, uh, 50th anniversary Walt Disney World backpack at Disneyland. Yep. Interesting. So I guess they got to yep. get rid of them somehow. And it's actually a very beautiful one. It has the Disney. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm, the, no, I'm not. <laughs> the yellow blue tint to it. Mm-hmm. And it has the shiny, sparkly stuff all over it. But no, I was shocked too, because I'm like, that one's really nice. And it was behind the counter. You couldn't get it. So the, the 100th anniversary ones were all over the place on the racks. So oh, they're really well, and they're really pushing those right now. Yeah. I mean, we went to Target today, and Target has a bunch of 100th anniversary stuff in their little kiosk areas. For those people, people don't know, if right. you go well, to an that's a new Disney, those are in the new Disney stores now. Right. But I've heard if you go like to the Midwest, you can make a grip out there buying stuff from Target because they get some amazing stuff there. And the Target by Disneyland has picked up a bunch of good stuff too, as well. So, yeah, because yeah, know, I know people that'll go to that Target, 
buy plushes or you know stuffed animals Mm -hmm. and when the kid wakes up in the morning or say they come back they'll use that um because they get it cheaper than at at disney world and use even that walmart souvenirs or that that walmart down there is amazing like all the keychains they're all disney branded even dude the denny's we stated of the best western across from the bus parking and mm-hmm. um was it the bus parking no 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 we stayed at the best western across from the paradise pier hotel with the uh, employee parking and the okay. denny's in that parking lot you got a free you got a free breakfast at the denny's in the parking lot because i think the owner owns the hotel and the denny's and in the Denny's, there's a full-on kiosk Uh-oh. with all the, the ch- merch. With everything. Bunch of merch. Bunch. It's great. Oh, yeah. But I, w- I will say that they, they you could tell they do push certain things, and it's kind of like, um, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of not dumb, but I'm like, like, why, like, like you said, why would you, why would you sell this here? But it was it was cute. I know the wife the wife loved it. She was super excited for it. Well, and and I the was thing like, is, they sold one more backpack than they would have over in Disney World because you bought. I, it. I do know that um, uh, Connor was telling me he's jealous of us because the former Rainforest Cafe has that outside um, of the park where you can buy all the Star Wars merch, and basically. Uh-huh. A bunch of the yep. stuff they sell in Batu, you can buy outside the park. And he's like, you dude, you can buy park. a bunch of exactly. So yep. um, so now the Disneyland pile. Um Disney to stream fairy tale wedding fashion show from Disneyland on February 10th. That's pretty cool. Um looking to get, looking to get married. Granted, it's gonna cost okay. even the, the cheapest because I looked into it really quick. Thirty thousand. The cheapest one that they had was about what we paid total for our whole wedding, and it was only for 25 guests, and that includes the bride and groom. So it's not 25 plus the bride and groom. It's bride and groom, and you get 23 more people after that. Yep. And we had almost what? I think ours was 280 people. So Yeah, I was mine was three... I was almost 400 people at our wedding. So, right. and I know, and the crazy part is that cheapest one, you, you don't get married in the actual park. You, you do <laughs> photos, you do photos in the park. Yeah. But the wedding takes place at like one of the gazebos over by the Disneyland hotel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of those ones um, are on, on that. If you want to get married in the park, you're going, I think it's a minimum hundred, hundred K. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Everything is, outside of the park unless you're like nick cannon or something and gonna get married inside the park and if you get married inside the park you're doing it at uh 4 a.m or at 2 a.m it's either right after the park closes or right before it opens so you're not having a noon wedding there you're having it's gonna be dark yep yep so So, um but it's cool to look at yeah. Uh, repainting continues as Disney Paradise Pier Hotel transforms into Disney's Pixar Place Hotel. Um, what's funny is when we walked by, it still says um, Paradise Pier um, on all the fencing and everything. So, um, oh, I haven't got that far yet. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, well, and that'll probably be one of the last things to do if they're going to repaint and everything. Why put a sign up if you're going to have to go right behind it and paint it or do some construction work or something? Exactly. Um, the construction walls have been removed, reopening an Adventureland pathway at Disneyland. And there are a bunch of cool signs up as you walk by because I think they're they're doing a refurbishment right now on Indiana Jones. Um, yeah. It was insane, though. So <laughs> well, we were standing. Go we down standing, two more and you'll see it. We're standing in line, um, uh, and we could see them. They were all they're hand painting all the branches in the treehouse. So the treehouse is <laughs> fully scaffolded up, and they're hand painting every single branch. Yeah, well, um, I mean, you gotta, you know, if you're gonna look at get it a distressed look or something, you can't just spray paint it and have it one color. Yeah, exactly. And as Tim said. Uh, there's new Indiana Jones adventure signage continues uh, month of misspelling mishaps at Disneyland. Um, yeah, I did see that. That was kind of funny. Right. Um, a, this one was crazy. Um, I sent my wife the video after Tim posted the article. Uh, cell phone gets run over on Luigi's Rollick and Roadsters and starts smoking and shuts down cars land ride. Um, and what's crazy is, is like, um, so when you do a family swap, so let's say, for instance, um, you have to take kids separately on the ride, um, you can swap parents. So basically, if you've got two kids on the ride and there's a third one that needs to go, but the parent has to stay with one of the kids, whatever, um, or if you're like in a wheelchair or, or uh, a DAS pass, you go through the exit and they were recording when it happened. They're the ones that got the good video because they were on the exit. And that's right. You can see it. And they showed the phone and the phone was split. Mm-hmm. So basically, and people don't, um, people don't realize when cell phone batteries get smashed, it's almost like, it's almost like a smoke bomb. They basically yeah. puff up and they start, like I saw a video of an electric, electric bus. And someone said that basically a battery like that lithium will not stop until it blows up. So it'll constantly shoot out flames until it blows blows up because I guess it just cannibalizes itself and it doesn't extinguish. Right. Well, and you can't spray water on it um, either. It does absolutely nothing. You got to get like some type of foam retardant and basically almost like snuff it out after, you know, after it blows up um, on it. So there you go. If you have an electric car, that's what you get to look forward to. Yeah, and uh, electric, um, the electrical fire extinguishers do not even work. So you can't use, I think you have to use like airplane foam, basically. Yes. And most places yeah. don't have it. So. Right. Yeah. It's basically, I mean, it's a fire department that does it. It's not like, oh, hey, I have a little, um, you know, small bottle of a fire extinguisher here um, on it. And well, and she, uh, earlier this week, I was watching the news and a plane had to land um, in california i think or took off and had to turn back around because a they said it was uh, an electrical device caught fire too and they snuffed it out or obviously it was small got it out but had to land and switch uh switch planes on it but remember i think it was what what was that cell phone like samsung or something or the note there, or, uh, samsung yeah samsung before the note they were blowing up in people's pockets and actually yep same thing was happening to the samsung um uh dryers as well yeah yep nugs exactly so yeah 
Um, very, very interesting. Yep. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean boat sinks at Disneyland and guests are evacuated by a fire department. And the reason why they're evacuated is because 30, they were sat there for 30 minutes uh, standing on the seats because the bottom was full of water. Right. And did you see where this boat, quote unquote, sank at? Right in the exit. Right at the, yeah. It the was it, the you, up the map. hill. Yep. Right. Uh, <clears throat> right. Basically, almost where you get on and off, right where the parrot's talking at. So the nice thing is, is when they got off, they literally, quote unquote, evac'd them and they were right back, basically back in line. Yeah, they so, well, they got to walk out the entrance is what they had to do. So, yeah. Yep. So it wasn't like it was deep in in the in the bowels. No. Of, and we actually it. got to we got to see the fire department um, do their job. Right. Exactly. So um, and then uh, this one's crazy. They just re reskinned them. Disneyland monorail closing for refurbishment in March. The last time this happened, Disney World, they still don't have their monorail working. So. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, and hopefully it's just, you know, routine maintenance type deal. Granted, they're going to put the skin on because it's, you know, the skin and maybe this was scheduled anyways. And it said that as of right now, it's, um, you don't know when it's coming back because the calendar you know only goes out so far and it says that it's would still be down um as of by the end of today. march yeah <laughs> yeah as of today beginning march 20th and the calendar only goes through march 22nd so okay. and it's down for those two days okay well fingers crossed because that if you if anyone does go the monorail looks amazing it looks beautiful with that new 100 100 year wrap it literally it looks like Something futuristic, like it's supposed to. Yeah, and everyone says <laughs> that none of the pictures do it justice. So, which I think you said on the on the last. Not even show. close, dude. I saw someone post. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. And I saw it like three or four times, and I'm like, dude, that looks so amazing. It looks so beautiful. Um, mm. This one right here, this normally happens in Florida, but I guess it's happening California now. Guest gets on the lunar near year float. During procession at Disneyland California Adventure, and you actually do see Goofy react like, "Wait, what?" Um, this person, I can't tell what they're doing. They legitimately have their backpack and a Disney gift bag, and they're waving to people on the step of the float, and then they jump off no, and run away. She was blowing out kisses. But yeah, that's what it was. I'm watching yes. the yeah, I'm watching the video right now. It's like it's almost like she got dared to do it and <laughs> did it, and then. Right, yeah, it very interesting. It makes no sense. Legitimately makes no sense. And I'm just like why? And I mean, and this is it's not like a young kid or a teenager. This is a like grown adult, looks like, you know, mid forty, you know, actually maybe even like mid you know, mid forties to late forties. So it's somebody that knows better, but yeah, Whatever. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Like they legitimately, it, it's 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 continuing along the lines of basically what we've been seeing happening more frequently in the parks. People doing acting, behaving, behaving badly, and nothing happening to them. So, yeah, got to get those clicks. Got to get those clicks or something. So, um, that's all we have for you today. I want to thank everyone for coming through. I greatly appreciate. It. I know Tim does as well. Um, make sure you check out all of our links at Linktree. 
L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming. Uh, I'm going to try and game some soon, maybe some of the Hogwarts. I don't know. But um, I'm moving all my equipment to a different room because we have a baby on the way. So no more office for me. So yay me. So uh, thank you again. We all greatly appreciate it. So for the FOMOcast, I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>